Act three of Every Man in His Humor by Ben Johnson. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act three, scene one, the old jury. A room in the windmill tavern. Enter Master Matthew, well-bred, and Bobadil. Yes, faith, sir. We were at your lodging to seek you too oh i came not there to-night your brother delivered us as much who my brother downright he mr wellbred i know not in what kind you hold me but let me say to you this as sure as honour i esteem it so much out of the sunshine of reputation to throw the least beam of regard upon such a sir i must hear no ill words of my brother i protest to you as i have a thing to be saved about me i never saw any gentlemanlike part good captain face us about to some other discourse with your leave sir and there were no more men living upon the face of the earth i should not fancy him by st george troth nor i he is of a rustical cut i know not how he doth not carry himself like a gentleman of fashion oh master matthew that's a grace peculiar but to a few quos aquas amavit jupiter i understand you sir no question you do or you do not sir enter edward noble and master stephen ned noel by my soul welcome how dost thou sweet spirit my genius slit i shall love apollo and the mad thespian girls the better while i live for this my dear fury now i see there's some love in thee sirrah these be the two i writ to thee of nay what a drowsy humour is this now why dost thou not speak oh you are a fine gallant you sent me a rare letter why wast not rare yes i'll be sworn i was ne'er guilty of reading the like match it in all pliny or symmachus's epistles and i'll have my judgment burned in the ear for a rogue make much of thy vein for it is inimitable but i mal what camel it was that had the carriage of it for doubtless he was no ordinary beast that brought it why why sayest thou why dost thou think that any reasonable creature especially in the morning the sober time of the day too could have mistaken my father for me slit you jest i hope indeed the best use we can turn it to is to make a jest on't now but i'll assure you my father had the full view of your flourishing style some hour before i saw it what a dull slave was this but sirrah what said he to it in faith nay i know not what he said but i have a shrewd guess what he thought what what marry that thou art some strange dissolute young fellow and i a grain or two better for keeping thee company tut that thought is like the moon in her last quarter twill change shortly but sirrah i pray thee be acquainted with my two hangbys here thou wilt take exceeding pleasure in them if thou hearst them once go my wind instruments i wind them up what strange piece of silence is this the sign of the dumb man oh sir a kinsman of mine one that may make your music the fuller an he please he has his humour sir oh what is't what is't 
nay i'll neither do your judgment nor his folly that wrong as to prepare your apprehension i'll leave him to the mercy of your search if you can take him so well captain bobadil master matthew for you know this gentleman here he's a friend of mine and one that will deserve your affection to stephen i know not your name sir but i shall be glad of any occasion to render me more familiar to you my name is master stephen sir i am this gentleman's own cousin sir his father is mine uncle sir i am somewhat melancholy but you shall command me sir in whatsoever is incident to a gentleman sir i must tell you this i am no general man but for master wellbred's sake you may embrace it at what height of favour you please i do communicate with you and conceive you to be a gentleman of some parts i love few words and i fewer sir i have scarce enough to thank you but are you indeed sir so given to it i truly sir i am mightily given to melancholy oh it's your only fine humour sir your true melancholy breeds your perfect fine wit sir i am melancholy myself diver times sir and then do i no more but take pen and paper presently and overflow you half a score or a dozen of sonnets at a sitting edward novel aside sure he utters them then by the gross truly sir and i love such things out of measure if faith better than in measure i'll undertake why i pray you sir make use of my study it's at your service i thank you sir i shall be bold i warrant you have you a stool there to be melancholy upon that i have sir and some papers there of mine own doing at idle hours that you'll say there's some sparks of wit in em when you see them well-bred aside would the sparks would kindle once and become a fire amongst them i might see self-love burnt for her heresy cousin is it well am i melancholy enough oh why excellent captain bobadil why muse you so he is melancholy too faith sir i was thinking of a most honourable piece of service was performed to-morrow being st mark's day shall be some ten years now in what place captain why at the beleaguering of strigonium where in less than two hours seven hundred resolute gentlemen as any were in york lost their lives upon the breach i'll tell you gentlemen it was the first but the best leaguer that ever i beheld with these eyes except the taking in of what you call it last year by the genoese but that of all other was the most fatal and dangerous exploit that ever i was ranged in since i first bore arms before the face of the enemy as i am a gentleman and a soldier so i had as lief as an angel i could swear as well as that gentleman then you were a servitor at both it seems at strigonium and what you call it o oh, lord sir by st george i was the first man that entered the breach and had i not effected it with resolution i had been slain if i had had a million of lives 
twas pity you had not ten a cat's and your own i'faith but was it possible pray you mark this discourse sir so i do i assure you upon my reputation tis true and you shall confess edward novel aside you must bring me to the rack first observe me judiciously sweet sir they had planted me three demi culverins just in the mouth of the breach now sir as we were to give on their master gunner a man of no mean skill and mark you must think confronts me with his linstock ready to give fire i spying his intendment discharged my petronel in his bosom and with these single arms my poor rapier ran violently upon the moors that guarded the ordinance and put them pell-mell to the sword to the sword to the rapier captain oh it was a good figure observed sir but did you all this captain without hurting your blade without any impeach of the earth you shall perceive sir shoes his rapier it is the most fortunate weapon that ever rid on poor gentleman's thigh shall i tell you sir you talk of morglay excalibur jurandana or so tut i lend no credit to that is fabled of him i know the virtue of mine own and therefore i dare the boldlier maintain it i mull whether it be a toledo or no a most perfect toledo i assure you sir i have a countryman of his here pray you let's see sir yes faith it is this a toledo pish why do you pish captain a fleming by heaven i'll buy them for a gilder apiece and i would have a thousand of em how say you cousin i told you thus much where bought you it master stephen of a scurvy rogue soldier a hundred of lice go with him he swore it was a toledo a poor provant rapier no better mass i think it be indeed and now i look on it better nay the longer you look on to the worse put it up put it up well i will put it up but by i have forgot the captain's oath i thought to have sword by it and ere i meet him oh it is past help now sir you must have patience horse and coney hatching rascal i could eat the very hilts for anger a sign of good digestion you have an ostrich stomach cousin a stomach would i had him here you should see an i had a stomach it's better as it is come gentlemen shall we go enter brainworm disguised as before a miracle cousin look here look here oh odds lid by your leave do you know me sir ay sir i know you by sight you sold me a rapier did you not yes marry i did sir you said it was a toledo huh true i did so but it is none no sir i confess it it is none do you confess it 
gentlemen bear witness he has confessed it odds will and you had not confessed it oh cousin forbear forbear nay i have done cousin why you have done like a gentleman he has confessed it what would you more yet by his leave he is a rascal under his favour do you see ay by his leave he is and under favour a pretty piece of civility sirrah how dost thou like him oh it's a most precious fool make much at him i can compare him to nothing more happily than a drum for every one may play upon him no no a child's whistle were far the fitter shall i entreat a word with you with me sir you have not another toledo to sell have you you are conceited sir your name is master noel as i take it you are in the right you mean not to proceed in the catechism do you no sir i am none of that coat of as bare a coat though well say sir brainworm taking edward noble aside faith sir i am but a servant to the drum extraordinary and indeed the smoky varnish being washed off and three or four patches removed i appear your worships in reversion after the decease of your good father brainworm brainworm slight what breath of a conjurer hath blown thee hither in this shape the breath of your letter sir this morning the same that blew you to the windmill and your father after you my father nay never start tis true he has followed you over the fields by foot as you would do a hare in the snow sirrah well-bred what shall we do sirrah my father is come over after me thy father where is he at justice clement's house in common street where he but stays my return and then who's this brainworm the same sir why how in the name of wit comest thou transmuted thus faith a device a device nay for the love of reason gentlemen and avoiding the danger stand not here withdraw and i'll tell you all but art thou sure he will stay thy return do i live sir what a question is that we'll prorogue his expectation then a little brainworm thou shalt go with us come on gentlemen nay i pray thee sweet ned droop not heart and our wits be so wretchedly dull that one old plodding brain can outstrip us all what we were e'en pressed to make porters of and serve out the remnant of our days in thames street or at custom-house key in a civil war against the carmen amen 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 say i exeunt scene two the old jury kiley's warehouse enter kiley and cash what says he thomas did you speak with him you are expected sir within this half hour has he the money ready can you tell yes sir the money was brought in last night oh that is well fetch me my cloak my cloak exit cash stay let me see an hour to go and come ay that will be the least then twill be an hour before i can dispatch with him oh very near well i will say two hours two hours ha <laughs> things never dreamt of yet may be contrived i an infected too in two hours absence well i will not go 
two hours no fleering opportunity i will not give your subtlety that scope who will not judge him worthy to be robbed that sets his doors wide open to a thief and shows the felon where his treasures lie again what earthly spirit but will attempt to taste the fruit of beauty's golden tree when leaden sleep seals up the dragon's eyes i will not go business go by for once no beauty no you are of too good correct to be left so without a guard or open your lustre too will inflame at any distance draw courtship to you as a jet doth straws put motion in a stone strike fire from ice nay make a porter leap you with his burden you must be then kept up close and well watched for give you opportunity no quicksand devours or swallows swifter he that lends his wife if she be fair or time or place compels her to be false i will not go the dangers are too many and then the dressing is a most main attractive our great heads within this city never were in safety since our wives wore these little caps i'll change em i'll change em straight in mine mine shall no more wear three piled acorns to make my horns ache nor will i go i am resolved for that re-enter cash with a cloak carry in my cloak again yet stay yet do too i will defer going on all occasions sir snare your scrivener will be there with the bonds that's true fool on me i had clean forgot it i i must go what's a clock exchange time sir hot then will well-bred presently be here too with one or other of his loose consorts i am a knave if i know what to say what course to take or which way to resolve my brain methinks is like an hour-glass wherein my imaginations run like sands filling up time but then are turned and turned so that i know not what to stay upon unless to put in act it shall be so nay i dare build upon his secrecy he knows not to deceive me thomas sir yet now i have bethought me too i will not thomas is cob within i think he be sir but he'll prate too there is no speech of him no there was no man on earth to thomas if i durst trust him there is all the doubt but should he have a clink in him i were gone lost in my fame for ever talk for the exchange the manner he hath stood with till this present doth promise no such change what should i fear then well come what will i'll tempt my fortune once thomas you may deceive me but i hope your love to me is more sir if a servant's duty with faith may be called love you are more than in hope you are possessed of it i thank you heartily thomas give me your hand with all my heart good thomas i have thomas a secret to impart unto you but when once you have it i must seal your lips up so far i tell you thomas sir for that nay hear me out think i esteem you thomas when i will let you in thus to my private it is a thing sits nearer to my crest than thou art aware of thomas if thou shouldst reveal it but how i reveal it nay i do not think thou wouldst but if thou shouldst twere a great weakness a great treachery give it no other name thou wilt not do it then sir if i do mankind disclaim me ever he will not swear he has some reservation some concealed purpose and close meaning sure else being urged so much how should he choose but lend an oath to all this protestation he's no precision 
that i'm certain of nor rigid roman catholic he'll play at fails and tic-tac i have heard him swear what should i think of it urge him again and by some other way i will do so will thomas thou hast sworn not to disclose yes you did swear not yet sir but i will please you oh thomas i dare take thy word but if thou wilt swear do as thou think'st good i am resolved without it at thy pleasure by my soul's safety then sir i protest my tongue shall never take a knowledge of a word delivered me in nature of your trust it is too much these ceremonies need not i know thy faith to be as firm as rock thomas come hither near we cannot be too private in this business so it is aside now he has sworn i dare the safelier venture i have of late but diverse observations but whether his oath can bind him yea or no being not taken lawfully ah, say you aside i will ask counsel ere i do proceed thomas it will be now too long to stay i'll spy some fitter time soon or to-morrow sir at your pleasure i will think and thomas i pray you search the books against my return for the receipts twixt me and traps i will sir and hear you if your mistress's brother well-bred chance to bring hither any gentleman ere i come back let one straight bring me word very well sir to the exchange do you hear or here in coleman street to justice clements forget it not nor be not out of the way i will not sir i pray you have a care on it or whether he come or no if any other stranger or else fail not to send me word i shall not sir be it your special business now to remember it sir i warrant you but thomas this is not the secret thomas i told you of no sir i do suppose it believe me it is not sir i do believe you by heaven it is not that's enough but thomas i would not you should utter it do you see to any creature living yet i care not well i must hence thomas conceive thus much it was a trial of you when i meant so deep a secret to you i mean not this but that i have to tell you this is nothing this but thomas keep this from my wife i charge you locked up in silence midnight buried here no greater hell than to be slave to fear exit locked up in silence midnight buried here whence should this flood of passion throw take head ha best dream no longer of this running humour for fear i think the violence of this dream already hath transported me so far that i can feel no ground at all but soft oh tis a water barrier somewhat has crossed him now enter cobb hastily fasting days what tell you me of fasting days slid would they were all on a light fire for me they say the whole world shall be consumed with fire one day but would i have these ember weeks and villainous fridays burnt in the meantime and then why how now cobb what moves thee to this choler huh collar master thomas i scorn your collar ay sir i am none o your cart-horse though i carry and draw water and you offer to ride me with your collar or halter either i may hap show you a jade's trick sir oh you'll slip your head out of the collar why good man cobb you mistake me nay i have my room and i can be angry as well as another sir the rehum cobb thy humour thy humour 
thou mistakest. Humour? Mac, I think it be so indeed. What is that humour? Some rare thing, I warrant. Mary, I'll tell thee, Cobb. It is a gentleman-like monster, bred in the special gallantry of our time, by affectation, and fed by folly. How? Must it be fed? Oh, I humour is nothing if it be not fed. Didst thou never hear that? It's a common phrase, feed my humour. I'll none on it. Humour, vaunt. I know you not. Be gone. Let who will make hungry meals for your monstership, it shall not be I. Feed you, quoth he. Slid, I have much ado to feed myself, especially on these lean rascally days, too, and had been any other day but a fasting day. A plague on them all for me. By this light one might have done the commonwealth good service, and have drowned them all in the flood two or three hundred thousand years ago. Oh, I do stomach them hugely. I have a maw now, and twere for Sir Beavis's horse against them. I pray thee, good Cobb, what makes thee so out of love with feasting days? Mary, that which will make any man out of love with them, I think. They're bad conditions, and you will needs know. First they are of a Flemish breed. I'm sure on't, for they raven up more butter than all the days of the week beside. Next they stink of fish and leek porridge, miserably. Thirdly, they'll keep a man devoutly hungry all day, and at night send him supperless to bed. Indeed. These are false, Cobb. Nay, and this were all to a something, but they are the only known enemies to my generation. A fasting day no sooner comes, but my lineage goes to rack. Poor Cobbs, they smoke for it, they are made martyrs o' the gridiron, they melted passion. And your maids to know this, and yet would have me turn Hannibal, and eat my own flesh and blood. My princely cuz. Pulls out a red herring. Fear nothing. I have not the heart to devour you, and I might be made as rich as King Cofitua. Oh, that I had room for my tears, I could weep salt water enough now to preserve the lives of ten thousand, thousand of my kin, that I may curse none but these filthy almanacs, for Antoine not for them, these days of persecution would never be known. I'll be hanged in some fishmonger's son do not make of him puts in more fasting days than he should do, because he would utter his father's dried stockfish and stinking conger. Slight piece, thou to be beaten like a stockfish else. Here's Master Matthew. Enter well-bred Edward Noble, Brainworm, Matthew, Barbadil, and Stephen. Now must I look out for a messenger for my master. Exit with Cobb. Be sure me, but it was an absolute good jest, and exceedingly well carried. I and our ignorance maintained it as well, did it not? Yes, Fate, but was it possible thou shouldst not know him? I forgive Master Stephen, for he is stupidity itself. For God, not I, and I might have been joined pattern with one of the seven wise masters for knowing him. He had so risen himself into the habit of one of your poor infantry, your decayed, ruinous, worm-eaten gentlemen of the round such as have vowed to sit on the skirts of the city let your provost and his half-dozen of halberdiers do what they can and have translated begging out of the old hackney pace to a fine easy amble 
and made it run as smooth off the tongue as a shove-groat shilling into the likeness of one of these reformados had he moulded himself so perfectly observing every trick of their action as varying the accent swearing with an emphasis indeed all with so special and exquisite a grace that hadst thou seen him thou wouldst have sworn he might have been sergeant-major if not lieutenant-colonel to the regiment why brainworm who would have thought thou hadst been such an artificer an artificer an architect except a man had studied begging all his lifetime and been a weaver of language from his infancy for the clothing of it i never saw his rival where gatst thou this coat i marl by a houndsditch man sir one of the devil's near kinsmen a broker that cannot be if the proverb hold for a crafty knave needs no broker true sir but i did need a broker ergo well put off no crafty knave you'll say tut he has more of these shifts and yet where i have one the broker has ten sir re-enter cash francis martin now i want to be found now what a spite's this how now thomas is my brother kitely within no sir my master went forth in now but master downright is within cub what cub is he gone too whither went your master thomas canst thou tell i know not to justice clement i think sir cub exit justice clement what's he why dost thou not know him he is a city magistrate a justice here an excellent good lawyer and a great scholar but the only mad merry old fellow in europe i shrewed him to the other day oh is that he i remember him now good faith and he is a very strange presence methinks it shews as if he stood out of the rank from other men i have heard many of his jests in the university they say he will commit a man for taking the wall of his horse ay or wearing his cloak on one shoulder or serving of god anything indeed if it come in the way of his humour re-enter cash gasper martin cobb hard where should they be trow master kitely's man pray thee vouchsafe us the lighting of this match fire on your match no time but how to vouchsafe francis cobb exit body o me here's the remainder of seven bounds since yesterday was seven night tis your right trinidado did you never take any master stephen no truly sir but i'll learn to take it now since you commend it so sir believe me upon my relation for what i tell you the world shall not reprove i have been in the indies where this herb grows where neither myself nor a dozen gentlemen more of my knowledge have received the taste of any other nutriment in the world for the space of one-and-twenty weeks but the fume of this simple only therefore it cannot be but tis most divine further take it in the nature in the true kind so it makes an antidote that had you taken the most deadly poisonous plant in all italy it should expel it and clarify you with as much ease as i speak and for your green wound your balsamum and your st john's wort 
are all mere gulleries and trash to it, especially your Trinidado. Your Nicotian is good, too. I could say what I know of the virtue of it for the expulsion of runes, raw humour, crudities, obstructions, with a thousand of this kind, but I profess myself no quack, Salva. Only thus much, by Hercules, I do hold it, and will affirm it before any prince in Europe to be the most sovereign and precious weed that ever the earth tendered to the use of man. This speech would have done decently in a tobacco trader's mouth. Re-enter Cash with Cobb. At Justice Clemens he is, in the middle of Coleman Street. Oh, oh! Where's the match I gave thee, Master Kitely's man? Would his match and he, and pipe and all, were at Sancto Domingo? I had forgot it. Exit. Odds oh, me, I mar what pleasure or felicity they have in taking this roguish tobacco. It's good for nothing but to choke a man and fill him full of smoke and embers. There were four died out of one house last week with taking of it, and two more the bell went for yesternight. One of them, they say, will never escape it. He voided a bushel of soot yesterday, upward and downward, by the stocks, and there were no wiser men than I'd have at present whipping man or woman that should but deal with a tobacco pipe. Why, it will stifle them all in the end, as many as use it. It's little better than Ratsbane or Rosica. Bobadil beats him. Oh, oh good, good captain. captain. Hold, 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 hold. You base cullion, you. Re-enter Cash. Sir, here's your match. Come, thou must needs be talking to. Thou'rt well enough served. Nay, he will not meddle with his match, I warrant you. Well, it shall be a dear beating, and I live. Do you prate? Do you murmur? Nay, good captain, will you regard the humour of a fool? Away, knave. Thomas, get him away. Exit Cash with Cobb. A horse and filthy slave, a dung-worm, an excrement. Body of Caesar, but that I scorn to let forth so mean a spirit, I'd have stabbed him to the earth. Mary, the law forbids, sir. By Pharaoh's foot I would have done it. Oh, he swears most admirably, by Pharaoh's foot, body of Caesar, I shall never do it sure, upon mine honour and by St. George, no, I have not the right grace. Master Stephen, will you any? By this air, the most divine tobacco that ever I drunk. Practices at the post. As I am a gentleman, by... Exeunt, Bobadil and Matthew. None, I thank you, sir. Oh, this gentleman does it rarely, too. But nothing like the other, by this air. Brainworm, pointing to Master Stephen. Master Glance, Glance, Master Wellbred. As I have somewhat to be saved, I protest. You are a fool. It needs no affidavit. Cousin, will you any tobacco? I, sir, upon my reputation. How now, cousin? I protest, as I am a gentleman, but no soldier indeed. No, Master Stephen, as I remember, your name is entered in the artillery garden. I, sir, that's true. Cousin, may I swear, as I am a soldier, by that? Oh, yes, that you may. It is all you have for your money. 
then as i am a gentleman and a soldier it is divine tobacco but soft where's master matthew gone no sir they went in here oh let's follow them master matthew is going to salute his mistress in verse we shall have the happiness to hear some of his poetry now he never comes unfinished brainworm brainworm where is this brainworm i cousin no words of it upon your gentility not i body and me by this air st george and the foot of pharaoh rare your cousin's discourse is simply drawn out with oaths tis larded with them a kind of french dressing if you love it exeunt scene three coleman street room in justice clement's house enter kylie and cobb ha how many are there sayest thou mary sam your brother master wellbred tut beside him what strangers are there man strangers let me see one two mass i know not well there are so many how so many ay there's some five or six of them at the most a swarm a swarm spite of the devil how they sting my head with forked stings thus wide and large but cobb how long hast thou been coming hither cobb a little while sir didst thou come running no sir nay then i am familiar with thy haste bane to my fortunes what meant i to marry i that before was ranked in such content my mind at rest too in so soft a peace being free master of mine own free thoughts and now become a slave what never sigh be of good cheer man for thou art a cuckold tis done tis done nay when such flowing store plenty itself falls into my wife's lap the cornucopia will be mine i know but cobb what entertainment had they i am sure my sister and my wife would bid them welcome huh like enough sir yet i heard not a word of it no their lips were sealed with kisses and the voice drowned in a flood of joy at their arrival had lost her motion state and faculty cobb which of them was it that first kissed my wife my sister i should say my wife alas i fear not her ah, who was it sayest thou by my troth sir will you have the truth of it oh ay cobb i pray thee heartily then i am a vagabond and fitter for bridewill than your worship's company if i saw anybody to be kissed unless they would have kissed the post in the middle of the warehouse for there i left them all at their tobacco with a pox how were they not gone in then ere thou camest oh no sir spite of the devil what do i stay here then cobb follow me exit nay soft and fair i have eggs on the spit i cannot go yet sir now am i for some five and fifty reasons hammering hammering revenge oh, for three or four gallons of vinegar to sharpen my wits revenge vinegar revenge vinegar and mustard revenge nay and he had not lying in my house twould never have greeted me but being my guest one that i'll be sworn my wife has lent him her smock off her back while his own shirt has been washing pawned her neckkerchers for clean bands to him so almost all my platters to buy him tobacco and he to turn monster of ingratitude and strike his lawful host <laughs> well i hope to raise up a host of fury for it here comes justice clement 
Interjustice Clement, novel and formal. What's Master Kitely gone, Roger? I, sir. Hot o' me. What made him leave us so abruptly? How now, sirrah? What make you here? What would you have, huh? And please, your worship, I am a poor neighbour of your worship's. A poor neighbour of mine? Why, speak, poor neighbour. I dwell, sir, at the sign of the water tankard, hard by the green lattice. I have paid Scott and Lot there any time this eighteen years. To the green lattice? No, sir, to the parish. Mary, I have seldom skipped Scott free at the lattice. Oh, well, what business has my poor neighbour with me? And like your worship, I am come to crave the peace of your worship. Of me, knave? Peace of me, knave? Did I ever hurt thee, or threaten thee, or wrong thee, huh? No, sir, but your worship's warrant for one that has wronged me, sir. His arms are at too much liberty. I would fain have them bound to a treaty of peace, and my credit could compass it with your worship. Thou goest far enough about fort, I am sure. Why, dost thou go in danger of thy life for him, friend? No, sir, but I go in danger of my death every hour by his means, and I die within a twelvemonth and a day, I may swear by the law of the land that he killed me. How, how, knave, swear he killed thee, and by the law? What pretense, what colour hast thou for that? Mary, and please your worship, both black and blue, colour enough i warrant you i have it here to show your worship what is he that gave you this sirrah a gentleman and a soldier he says he is of the city here a soldier of the city what call you him captain bobadil bobadil and why did he bob and beat you sirrah how began the quarrel betwixt you huh speak truly knave i advise you Merry indeed, and please your worship, only because I spake against their vagrant tobacco, as I came by them when they were taking hunt, for nothing else. Ha! You speak against tobacco. Formal, his name. What's your name, sirrah? Oliver, sir. Oliver Cobb, sir. Tell Oliver Cobb he shall go to the jail, Formal. Oliver Cobb, my master, Justice Clement, says you shall go to the jail. Oh, oh, I beseech your worship, for God's sake, dear Master Justice. Sprecious, and such drunkards and tankards as you are. Come to dispute of tobacco once, I have done. Away with him. Oh, good Master Justice. To noble. Sweet old gentleman. Sweet Oliver, would I could do thee any good. Justice Clement, let me entreat you, sir. What? A threadbare rascal, a beggar, a slave that never drunk out of better than piss-pot metal in his life, and he too deprave, and abuse the virtue of an herb so generally received in the courts of princes, the chambers of nobles, the bowers of sweet ladies, the cabins of soldiers. Roger, away with him. Ahad's precious, I say, go to dear master justice let me be beaten again i have deserved it but not the prison i beseech you alas poor oliver roger make him a warrant he shall not go but i fear the knave do not stink sweet oliver you shall not go my master will give you a warrant 
Oh, the Lord maintain his worship, his worthy worship. Away, dispatch him. Exeunt, formal and cob. How now, Master Noel? In dumps, in dumps? Come, this becomes not. Sir, would I could not feel my cares. Your cares are nothing. They're like my cap, soon put on and is soon put off. What? Your son is old enough to govern himself. Let him run his course. It's the only way to make him a staid man. If he were an unthrift, a ruffian, a drunkard, or a licentious liver, then you had reason. You had reason to take care. But being none of these, mirth's my witness. And I had twice so many cares as you have. I'd drown them all in a cup of sack. Come, come, let's try it. I muse your parcel of a soldier returns not all this while. Exeunt. End of Act Three.